This podcast is brought to you by Primary Intelligence, the leader in win-loss analysis, focused on helping businesses uncover the unique story on how each sales rep can win more deals. Hey everyone, and thanks for joining me on another rousing edition of Sales Intelligence Weekly, brought to you by Primary Intelligence. I'm Ryan Queller. All right, everyone. So last week, we spoke with our friend Warren Schertzinger, managing partner at High Tech Strategies, on how to accelerate market acceptance. We're excited. As Mm -hmm. promised, last week, we said Warren would be back, and he's back. Warren, thanks for joining us on episode number two of the show. Absolutely. Yep. This, uh, this is great stuff. It, it, absolutely. And yep. if you're just tuning in and you haven't listened to the first show, I would urge you go back and listen to the first one. It's going to set up the conversation or a continuation of this episode. So last week we went through your framework, Warren, on accelerating market acceptance and shortening the sales cycle. Today, we're going to be talking about more about product launches. Is that, is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, so we're going to explore that together on today's show. But before I hop into it, I do want to give uh, listeners uh, the ability to to hear from you, Warren. You're a fascinating human. Uh, Something that we didn't talk about last time was uh, you're actually doing something on a daily basis that has, as you put it, become part of your DNA. And you've been doing it for 20 years. What is the thing that you love to do? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a a hiker, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to hiking. <laughs> my name is Warren and I have, you know, it's been right. 13 hours since my last hike. Uh, so, so why hiking? Why, why yeah. are you addicted to hiking? Yeah. It, it's uh, it, it just is the most wonderful place to, to just free my mind. And, and for some reason, when I'm out on the trail, I get really interesting ideas of all kinds um, a, a lot of it is, uh, you know, how to explain things in ways that are easier to understand and, uh, and, you know, ideas that, uh, would help clients, but, you know, I get out of the office out onto the trail and I'm always taking little memos, you know, little notes about the ideas that just pop up as I'm on the trail hiking. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun actually. Love that. And I, I too love being out in nature amongst the, uh, you know, the lakes and the trees. There's something about that break state from the, the insanity of our, of the, yeah. of the pressure of yes. today's world that being away uh, maybe gives additional or different space for your mind to be creative and innovate. It, it seems to work that way. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, uh, it, it, it feels good. You know, it just feels good. It does. Now, now you haven't, what's, what's odd. It, lots of people love to hike and get outside, but you have a streak of, what is it? 20 years? Mm-hmm. Yep. 20 uh, years without missing, missing a day, without missing a day. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe part of it is being in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and there are a lot of options, e- you know, even in Redmond, you know, nearby, just fabulous places to hike as well as the cascade mountains um so i don't have to go very far because <laughs> <laughs> that makes it easy well yeah. if we do ever meet up in person man we, we're gonna have to go take a hike and you can show yeah. me your favorite places to go and if you ever make it out this way to utah I'd be happy to show you some of mine so yeah absolutely all right ryan or uh, warren i almost said ryan that's my name uh, <laughs> so warren 
let's let's hop into this now um let's pull up your pyramid again um and so for listeners we're going to share that now um so if you're watching this you should be able to see it but if you're listening it uh if you're just listening and not watching check out the show notes for the graphic to follow along okay so so briefly warren why don't you give us the story behind the pyramid and framework that you created give give us a, a recap of what we talked about last time yep so you know the idea is people want to feel safe especially when they make a purchase decision that has longer term consequences. And in order to make the right choice, they reach out to their network. And this, this pyramid is really the representation of, um, uh, of an industry network or infrastructure. And these are all of the different groups or types of people who might have an influence on the purchase decision that is made by the customer. Uh, the, the vendor, unfortunately, is as far away as you can get on this pyramid, right? The vendors at the bottom, the customers at the top, all of the different layers represent different types of groups of people, and they all can have an influence over what the customer buys. So they, uh, you, they act to validate your product and your company. Uh, so if you get them to work on your behalf, you know, life is good. Uh, you know, it's so everything is way, way easier. Okay. So last time we talked about accelerating uh, acceptance, market acceptance. Um, let's right. talk about product launch. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's walk through the pyramid together, specifically focusing on launching this product. All right. Okay. So where, where, do, where do we start? How do we start this? All right. So what, what, and and by the way, a, a product launch is just a fabulous opportunity to align all kinds of things. And and I'll hit on some of these. Um, but the the very first step when you're going to go and launch a product, and remember, some products that you launch are in a new market, one that you haven't served before, or could be in an existing market, one that you know well. You know, people are doing both. But the, the starting point is always, what do the people in the pyramid already think? And it's mostly category oriented. And I, you know, I hope everybody's okay with metaphors and analogies. We like, we, we are an open metaphor, you know, equal metaphor opportunity organization. So please right. metaphor away. Okay. So if you, uh, if you decide, for example, um, to go work for uh, an automotive supplier, you're going to make a new car. You can't create a Fiat and call it a Ferrari. You know, it, it's, it's like the, the market, has different categories for all of these different vehicles. You know, you, it doesn't really matter who you talk to. They know what a high-end sports car looks like and what a Lamborghini and a Maserati and what, what those really are. They know what a, mini, a minivan is. They know what a truck looks like. They know what a Fiat in the mini category looks like. And they keep track of these different categories in their mind, they just keep the industry organized in buckets. And 
Step one in a launch is you go and you find out by talking to people in the pyramid, which bucket is out there that I would fit into. That's called positioning. And it's, uh, it, it's understanding how they segment, how they organize, and really looking at what are the places in these known buckets where I can stand out. That, that's, that's what a, a positioning exercise is. So the first step in using the pyramid for a launch is to identify positioning possibilities. Okay. And you said that it's most important, or it sounds like it's vastly important to talk to the people in the existing layers already, yep. rather than to try and create your own thing. Why? Why go there first, rather than just come up with your own thing and try and push your own agenda? Well, because the pyramid is not established. Okay, tell me more. Go. Yeah. So if you, uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of power if you can do it and create your own category. However, the, no one is sure what the layers are. No one is sure, uh, you, you know, again, going back to a metaphor, I, I keep seeing references to vertical takeoff and landing automobiles. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Well, who, who are, are there any um, publications that cover that? Are there any standards groups? Do you have consultants that talk about <laughs> that kind of vehicle? Um, are there any existing customers? Who are the partners that help provide that? That all of those layers are missing. Okay. So you 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 don't have an established infrastructure to take your message out for you. So how do you go about uh, establishing establishing how you know what bucket you should live in if there is no pyramid established? How do you do that? If you're that if you're one of those unicorns listening right now and you've got that brand new category, that new product that's going to revolutionize you know X, yeah. How do you go about doing that? Yeah. If if there is no category, or if you're what's called a category creator, um, then you get to help <laughs> build the pyramid at the same time you're introducing your product. And, um, you know, there aren't very many companies that have that kind of capability, but you essentially need to um, think about it almost layer by layer. How are you, I mean, you, and you can, you can find early customers for a brand new category. And, and again, I want to step back for a second and make sure that that what we're talking about here is is not something mm, trivial. Hopefully, that's not a harsh word. There's a lot of a lot of um, content. I'll put it that way about category creation and the examples that they use are sports drinks. Okay, because because uh, a lot of the sports drinks were new categories. That's a short time frame, low risk purchase decision. If you are in a grocery store and there's a new category called a sports drink, and it's a little thing that you you chug and you don't like it, so what? How what you've lost three dollars and three minutes? Yeah, there's no no damage to you whatsoever. No, but but if you're talking about uh, a new type of vehicle or a new um method of communicating internally or a new 
uh, okay, here's a here's a big one, a new healthcare monitoring device. Mm. Ooh, oh, okay. Well, you you go into that with a new category, and that doesn't work out. What happens? People lose millions and unbelievable amounts of time, and the worst possible outcome in healthcare is patients die. So, you you, know, you cannot use what I'm going to call the traditional category creation methods that generally just talk about sports drinks and things like that and apply it across the board. No way, no way. So you've got, you, you have to have those different scenarios in mind, but um, you know, category creation is, is very tough and it is literally building the pyramid along with um, the rest of the infrastructure or, you know, um, all of the all of the value delivery um okay. awfully awfully tough awfully tough kind yes. of a kind of a different conversation actually <laughs> so and maybe we'll have a, a third episode maybe yeah. maybe we talk about this on the third episode okay so this is step one what's step two what comes next okay so you 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 understand what the who's in the pyramid you understand what the layers are and the top 10%, like we talked about last time, you get a sense of how they make and, and uh, you know, I, I think you have a degree in psychology. So people do things to avoid going insane. <laughs> so they, well, they same keep, people try to anyway. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so people keep track of things in buckets. You find out what bucket you could fit into and uh and you you know listen to what the pyramid tells you certainly the top 10 percent of the pyramid what they tell you about their methods of organizing and their beliefs and perspectives mm -hmm. and then you go out and you say okay i'm going to gather the evidence that is needed for proof to fit into one of those buckets and that could be you know early studies, you know, maybe there's a, a, a lab or a research uh, project somewhere that shows early results. Maybe you've got beta customers or beta sites, and you've got early results from that. Maybe you've uh, found partners who are doing uh, an accelerator or, or, or whatever, and, and there's proof from, from that. But you basically put together proof. Okay. Then you go and you use what you've learned from the pyramid and you say, uh, okay, this is how they describe things. These are the words they use. We're going to anchor to that. We're going to use the same words, the same phrases, the same category buckets, and we're going to describe what we have. And then we're going to use these points of proof that we've gathered so that we can go out and speak to them in in the same language with proof and you yeah. take it to the top 10%. Okay. So you, you, last time we talked about this as well, about the, the, the right people getting to the right people, the top 10%. Um, yeah. Why is that proof or that data? Uh, why is that data so important? I mean, what does yeah. that do? Well, you're, you're currently unknown uh, or at least your product is unknown. This is a launch. Um, but, it, the, the old saying is what you say doesn't matter. It's only what you can prove. So uh, it, it's, it's a 
necessary step in getting the market to absolutely support you and your selling efforts is to be able to say, and we have this proof of value. Our new thing absolutely works. And here are the people who will tell you that it also works. So it's, um, so it's a necessary component of having a valid claim. Okay. Now, now I need to back up a little bit, uh, okay. a little bit. Yep. Contextually, the, the day and age that we live in today, data claims can be made kind of anywhere. And we are in the news right now, dealing with some of the aftermath of some big tech, you mentioned healthcare, there is a big one out there right now that that went down. Um, yep. What is the, who is the onus on to prove the validity of the data? You yeah. know, you know, why is that important to do? And who, who owns that? Yeah. And, uh, and, um, you know, it, the further up the pyramid it is, the better off it would probably be. And I, I think I know who you're referring to. Uh, and there was a trial and, yes. and, and it was sentencing and the whole bit and sentencing. Yep. All right. So what, what that means to me is, is the source of whatever claim was too far down in the pyramid. It was too, you know, um, I guess, attached to the vendor or was a partner of some kind, which is, you know, essentially layer number two um, and whether or not there were actual customers um, was not clear to me, but the more that you can move up and get validation from higher levels the more credibility it has and the less likelihood it would be biased by the, by the actual supplier. And um, let's see, that's, uh, that's healthcare. And one of the things that would be the slam dunk in healthcare is a clinical trial, right? Using, yeah. using FDA guidance and it's, uh, and it's run by uh um, I think they call them uh, CROs, a clinical research organization, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you you know that's that's substantially up the pyramid. That's governed by a lot of things that, and, and see, this is the funny thing about that that example you're talking about. I thought that because that was a healthcare application, why aren't there people looking for clinical trials? What 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 is going on? And what, I mean, what's your, I have an opinion about that, but what's your opinion? I'm curious. I, 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 I don't know how you would go around that. Not, not in, not in healthcare, not, not in such a, um, you know, highly regulated environment. You, you can't go in and say, well, we do all of these things differently and they've got a better outcome and it's cheaper. And we have no proof from the, the point of proof that you really have to have a clinical trial or at least yeah. you know I, I i don't know i don't it's, get my, it. it's mind boggling it's mind boggling really the yes. amount of money that was poured into the this and others that are like it that are happening right now and yeah. there's a common thread amongst all of these it doesn't matter if you're talking about the automotive industry or healthcare. there's two instances happening in the news right now and they're both tied to 
the ways that they talk about themselves and it's more technology than it is healthcare or automotive and it's technology. And there is a level of hubris that exists in the marketplace right now, at least from my perspective, my very, very humble, nobody gives a rip perspective. There's an amount of hubris that exists in technology that technology can solve everything and they'll do it right. And the data that they're going to present is going to be relevant and right on and valid every time. I think that's part of the issue. And see, unfortunately, what I think is this is going to make customers even more hesitant and even more cautious. And they're going to go, ooh, uh, we've seen uh, people try to fake the whole credibility side, the whole evidence that, you know, the whole need for evidence has been faked. Let's move up the pyramid and let's be exceptionally careful about who it is is saying what and are they truly objective? Are they truly objective with solid proof? And I and I I think some of the purchase decisions out there are going to slow down as the result of these high profile um, examples. I agree, and frankly, I think that would serve humans well. Yeah. I yeah. think we do need to slow down a little bit. Okay. So, and we, we went off on a tangent there a little bit, but it was, okay. I think it was apropos to our conversation and you brought it in beautifully back to the, to the pyramid. So what's, okay. what's the next step? So yep. we've done okay. steps one and two, what's steps three. Okay. Three. Educate from the bottom up layer by layer. Okay. Go. Right. Yeah. Help me and, out here. And, all right. Now, uh, and this is something we talked about a little bit. Um, there are companies that are not internally aligned, unfortunately, that they've got. Wait, what? That doesn't exist. <laughs> Warren, you're pulling my leg, man. Every organization is perfect. I don't know who, what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it, for whatever the reason. And, and actually, some of it is are, are some of the reasons are perfectly valid. You know, yeah, there yeah. are mergers and acquisitions yeah. where there are whole departments that are moved in and merged with other departments and they're not good at speaking with each other they don't communicate well and uh, and maybe remote work has contributed to this a little bit I, but but at any rate this is the opportunity to say okay let's get a launch manager and let's start at the lowest level in the pyramid and that is us and let's make sure throughout the organization they understand what the position is what it is we're going to go out and claim what the evidence is and who all the different players are out in the market that we're going to educate mm. so so it's it, it's it is the perfect opportunity for alignment inside perfect and and you can get sister divisions you know, on board um you know even even ones that you don't necessarily engage with a lot, but you still want their support. Absolutely. Why? Because a prospective customer a customer might reach out to a sister division and say, "Hey, I see these guys over here are launching this. What? Tell me what you think about that idea." And and it, it's it's not unheard of to have the same company say different things. Unfortunately. In fact, no, not uncommon and, and probably is more common that it does happen that way, right? Yep. 
Yeah. So you so you can uh, address those issues with uh, you know with great internal alignment, and then you start working your way up the pyramid layer by layer, and you can you can assign each layer to the most appropriate appropriate group in the organization. And uh, if you've got somebody who is um, you know responsible for channels and selling, well, guess what? If that's all internal. That's an education point. But if you have reps, you've got value-added resellers, you've got distributors, whatever, guess what? That channel manager gets to educate those different groups. Okay. All right. What Keep- What is the impact, Warren, when we don't arrive at alignment? And, and are you saying we need 100% perfect alignment or how close do we need to be? All right. So yeah, there will never be um, perfect alignment and, and really all of my hopes and dreams are now crushed. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Warren. I was hoping for someday to have perfect alignment inside of our organization. Damn it. (laughs) You know, when, when you think about this, so much of the things we've been talking about are word of mouth conversations, right? Word of mouth communication. And that's like swimming underneath a swamp or swimming through a swamp thinking that you know what somebody up ahead is going to say you know i it's uh, people use their own language they use their own their own terminology they've got different perspectives i mean it is a swamp mm. and the the best you can do is try to present information that they already understand quickly and then listen to see if they if they actually get it. So it's it, it's not the mistake which is un, which is actually too common. The mistake of just building awareness. It's not just that. It's building understanding. Big big difference. Is it perfect? No. Can you ever get an entire market to say the same thing? There's not a chance. No way. But you can basically layer by layer educate the top tier and get them to have their version of what you want to say. Okay. I love that. And so that that's, you know, it sounds like we need to be close. Doesn't have to be perfect, but need to be close. What's the impact of missing? If we miss this alignment, what's the impact on the rest of the pyramid? Yeah. Sometimes uh, if you miss a pyramid, it, it, unfortunately kind of blocks your progress in higher levels i almost think of it as kind of like bubbling up right like you know i'm, I'm using more you know water-based uh metaphors here i like this it, i like it, this it, let's go with the water theme here yeah, we go it's, it's like little bubbles they're bubbling up through the layers and if you miss one those bubbles can't go higher so you know, um, you really want to do the best you possibly can of creating that understanding in each layer so that it can be, um, you know, because people have influence upward, right? (laughs) It's like, if you're an industry association, a lot of your influence is up above and you want those, you know, bubbles of understanding to go up and, uh, and don't, don't forget about those. Do not forget. 
mm. have someone assigned, align someone in your organization with that layer. Absolutely. Okay. So what's after that? After we have alignment, what's uh -huh. next? Okay. So you've, you've essentially uh, organized for delivery of um, information to learn, um, well, actually to teach uh, and, and hopefully establish understanding. What comes next is really kind of like a dialogue. And it's like an ongoing dialogue. This is not a one and done because things change all the time. There are new technologies, new players. Um, <clears throat> you, you know, people will reorient the way they categorize a market. Um, and, and you really want to stay in touch with each layer going forward. And listen to what they say about, um, you know what, you could improve your product, you could improve your position, you could improve your messaging, you could modify your pricing strategy, you know, whatever, whatever feedback any one of these layers wants to give you is extremely valuable. So you, you kind of make them into your feedback mechanism going forward, um, as you move through the technology adoption lifecycle, uh, you're going to need that because, uh, you know, there's a lot of reinvention that takes place as, uh, as different types of customers start to buy. And that feedback from that pyramid is, uh, is, is really a pretty valuable thing. Mm. So um, I would imagine that the lower uh, you, or the closer you are to the vendor, so you and then partners, for example, in the in the graphic that we're looking at, yes. you or the vendor and then partners. If we the, the 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 lower on the pyramid, and the less alignment and the less understanding or the less damage or or the more damage that we incurred down here, the greater the impact to the greater marketplace as we go north on the pyramid. Am I following correctly? Yeah. Uh let me see if I understood if you mess that one up, <laughs> is that what you're asking? Yeah. If you mess up the bottom, it's going yeah. to expand. It's going to compound the further you get up the, it, the pyramid. It, it, it certainly, uh, that's certainly a possibility. Um, keep in mind, the lower it is, the more influence you have over shaping it. So, um, you could make some pretty fast corrections. If something got botched early on and it was down in a low layer, you could go and, and correct that problem because you've got more, uh, more impact on a lower layer. So that, that's, uh, that's not a, a, a killer yeah. of the, of the whole thing. Um, but uh, ideally you'll have a lot of these things, you know, ready to go worked out, in their terminology, using words that already exist, perceptions that already exist. And, um, and it's just, it's just about execution, keeping in touch, um, and listening to the feedback and recording that and, um, and revisiting, but, um, yeah, so, um, it's, if that's uh, not the killer, is there a hidden killer? Is there like a, a yeah. you know, a snake in the grass? Which is the killer? Which the, is going to come the, up and bite you and get you? Yeah, the one I see all the time, all the time, is vendors only talk to customers. 
But you see, the customer is looking at all these other layers to figure out what to do. And, uh, and that is the big problem, is they have no interaction with these sources of trust. Bah. <laughs> I think that might be the, I mean, if there was a, a word associated to that, that is right on. So yeah. if they, if they fail, okay. I, I believe like culture trust is created or at least perceptions of trust is created either intentionally or, you know, unintentionally. Yeah. What is the impact of failing to connect with the sources of trust that your consumers are going to? Yeah. They're going there anyway. Yeah. What's the impact? Yeah. So that's, um, you know, and, and there's no guarantee that uh, an influencer or a top tier member of the pyramid will accept what it is you are offering for information. So they, they can reject it. Um, the, the idea is a little bit um, related to if you have multiple sources of of trust and validation, you will be way better. Then, then you're not dependent on one um, because you may have an outlier who doesn't believe in anything, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, but the nihilist to the group, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and the the good news also is uh, a, a lot of bigger companies, a lot of prospective customers. <clears throat> They want to see validation from not just one place. They're going to look for it from, from multiple locations. That's, that's the trigger right there. The buying trigger is when they go out and go, yep, we heard the same thing from those guys and those guys and these guys. There was one guy who said something odd and we didn't, don't understand it. But the true you know, validation point here is multi-dimensional and we heard it from different layers they don't call it layers i i call it layers but um but they heard it from different places and that is what's important is build consistency um not perfection oh i love man brother if they're man that's the quote of the day right there build consistency not perfection yeah love that okay so winding down our conversation here warren um you know, for our, our listeners out there that are starting a product launch, I don't care if you're an existing company who's launching a new product, or if you are a brand new company with a brand new idea, and you're a founder and an inventor, you know, what's that one piece of advice that you would yep. give to product launch folks? Yep. Uh, credibility gets you in the door. Um, you know, and you can wire the market so that it supports you with credibility and proof and that's that's what this game is yeah is what you say doesn't matter what the marketplace says is the only thing that matters but you can set that up to support your selling that's what i would say mic drop walk off stage left Warren, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a delight to speak with you. Thank you so much for your time. These are my favorite topics. You know, I mean, there's nothing I would rather be doing, quite honestly. And listeners, for more from our friends at High Tech Strategies, 
primary intelligence and to see this pyramid. By the way, you need to save it and go back to it often. Check out the show notes at www.primary-intel.com forward slash podcast. And remember, no deal is out of reach. We'll see you next time.